Hi, my name is Julie. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Two Sober Sober Chicks. Yay, we're back. I got so many messages from you guys, like in big capital letters. Oh my God, you're back. So yes, we are. That's amazing. I did check the email and unless I have the wrong email, uh, I did not get any emails from people. Okay. Directly to two sober chicks. Mm -hmm. So, but you got text messages from people. Yes. That's nice. That's nice. I'm still looking. I'm fishing here. I'm fishing for podcast topics, questions, any suggestions on things that you would like Julie and I to talk about on our podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Again, I'll throw out the disclaimer that we do not speak for AA as an organization. We're simply sharing um, our experience uh, on the program that helped change our our life. Uh, We talk about recovery, addiction. Uh, We will talk about alcohol and drugs. Um, and, and just, God and everything just offended by God. This is not for you, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. <laughs> so it's our podcast. If you don't like it, fucking take your toys and go home, start your own podcast. Cause any idiot can do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> as we have shown as is evidence of this show. So, yes. uh, interestingly enough, we were like, what do you want to talk about today? And we both wanted to talk about the same thing, but in different levels. So you can start. Okay. So in my uh, recovery readings and research, I came upon a site that talks about the myth of sponsorship, which I found very interesting. And this person starts off by saying that nowhere in the first 164 pages of the big book of AA, does it tell a newcomer or any other member of AA to get a sponsor? And this person, he, she, I'm not really sure, they mm-hmm. um, thinks it is pathetic bromide touted as a sound strategy for helping the newcomer recover. So already I was like, okay, whatever. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. However, okay. yeah. they go on to say that it actually doesn't say anything about sponsorship it talks about one alcoholic working with the other. And they even have this diagram of sponsorship styles. So they have two styles, the autocratic sponsorship, which goes up and down and it's, I will tell you how to take the steps. And then the participatory sponsorship, which is we will take the steps together and it's got an arrow going sideways from sponsor to sponsee. So I wonder good friend, what you think about that statement? Okay. Well, I think a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's so, I'm so glad that you are on the same topic today because I wanted to talk about sponsorship too. Um, I, I can't quote uh, per se um, if they're 100% right, but I do believe they are when they're saying like the word sponsor isn't mentioned because it wasn't invented. It wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't talked about in that way. But what it does say, um, if you go to aa.org, which is the AA International website, there is a pamphlet on what is sponsorship. And in that pamphlet, it says this, Alcoholics Anonymous began with sponsorship when Bill W., only a few months sober, was stricken with a powerful urge to drink, this thought came to him. You need another alcoholic to talk to. You need another alcoholic just as much as he needs you. He found Dr. Bob, who had been trying desperately and unsuccessfully 
to stop drinking, and out of their common need, AA was born. The word sponsor was not used then. The 12 steps had not been written. But Bill carried the message to Dr. Bob, who in turn safeguarded his own sobriety by sponsoring countless other alcoholics. Through sharing, both of our co-founders discovered their own sober lives could be enriched beyond measure. And then it goes on to talk about what is sober, uh, what is sponsorship. So this person who, this website that you're reading is right. Like the word sponsorship uh, wasn't invented yet because it wasn't, it was new. The The group was new. Um, they also had different terms for it. Like we learned from Lenny the other day when we had him on as a guest, like uh, it wasn't a sponsor or a sponsee. It was um, a pigeon, your pigeon. Well, your you pigeon. just read carrying the message, carrier pigeons is probably right. where they got it from carrying the message. The other thing um, that we know from reading a little bit of history uh, about the Oxford groups, which were a religious organization where Bill got some of these ideas, tenets, and concepts, was in order to bring someone to a meeting of the Oxford group, you had to quote unquote, sponsor them, meaning that you were responsible for their behavior. So you would let them know going in, like, this is what we do at these meetings. This is kind of how we behave. You were sponsoring them. And you'll hear that in a lot of clubs, like you sponsor someone and you sort of vouch for them. You know, you Mm -hmm. bring them in and you, you are their guide. You're kind of responsible for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's sort of how the, um, the term began. Uh, And oftentimes I've been to lots of meetings. I've been to lots of workshops. Uh, This is always a hot topic. And people talk about the different ways to sponsor. And we've talked about it before too. Like some things work for some people that don't work for other people. Um, I needed someone who <laughs> sort not took over my life and not thought for me 100%, but I needed to have someone who I could check my thinking with. Because I love that. Uh, it's sort of a, it's not a direct quote, but that quote from Einstein about you can't solve the same, you can't solve a problem with the same mind set that created mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And from that, we alcoholics have uh, derived the short term uh, quote as a sick mind can't heal a sick mind. Mm-hmm. In other words, when I first come into Alcoholics Anonymous, my thinking is sick. My feelings, uh, I'm all about my feelings, you know, and I think everybody else should all be about my feelings too. And I'm pissed off when they aren't. So my thoughts and feelings are what's wrong with me in that sick state. Mm-hmm. So I need to get out of those. And how do I do that? I look to somebody else who is living their life in contented sobriety. So that's what I look at as a sponsorship is somebody who shows me the way they kind of are walking ahead of me with the flashlight and they're sharing their experience. And when I work with somebody, um, I, I disclose, I am honest. I am not perfect. I am a total fallible human being. Uh, and these are the steps and these are the things that I've used to maintain sobriety and some sanity uh, <laughs> throughout life circumstances. Cause I can't do it on my own. Um, and I do that by saying I have difficulties too. I have character defects. Um, they still come up. I, you know, they weren't magically removed all at once by staying, saying the uh, step six and seven prayer. It's a thing that I have to keep working on. 
Um, and I've learned things from sponsees. You know, it, that's a beautiful gift. And the other thing about sponsorship for me is sponsoring people keeps me in the center and the heart of AA. It yep. is when I am most active. Uh, and I find too that I, I get sponsees um, when I'm going through things. And I love, I love working with people when I'm going through my own shit because I have a lot of, <laughs> then I have a lot of examples to give them. Well, like, hey, I just went through that the other day myself and here's how I use the steps. Mm-hmm. you know, to get through them and not kill anybody <laughs> or myself. Um, does that answer that question? Yeah. I, basically you're, you're saying what I believe too, which is just because something's not explicit doesn't mean it's not implicit. I mean, you, you can make that argument with the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about the Trinity, but if you read the Bible, you see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That was a modern term giving something that already existed. So I think it's the same thing with sponsorship, for sure. Like, oh, oh, there's no sponsor mentioned in the big book. Okay, well, it's the word we use for one alcoholic working with another. So it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and we're doing it wrong. Right. You're yours a little bit. You know, what's funny is um, I once found a, a website just like this when I was new in recovery. And all this website talked about was what a lecherous uh, cigarette smoking asshole Bill W. was. Maybe. (laughs) And that he cheated on his wife and he was a dick. And and now we have this whole organization following the thing that he suggested, (laughs) you know, and and nowhere does it. I don't know. Maybe he was that. Mm-hmm. he probably knowing us alcoholics he probably did cheat on his wife like there's that line in the in the big book where it said it um what was it something about drinking kept me from uh cheating on my wife or something like that and we all laugh because it's like haha he was so drunk he couldn't get it up mm-hmm. and that's what kept him from cheating on his, mm-hmm. from following through with that act but maybe if he could have he would have mm-hmm. um so no one's saying that uh this per- person is a saint or a perfect human being exactly the opposite is that because we are fallible we needed that that power greater the other thing on this pamphlet that just jumped out was uh an alcoholic who has oh essentially the process of sponsorship is this an alcoholic who has made some progress Mm -hmm. in the recovery program Mm -hmm. shares that experience on a continuous individual basis with another alcoholic who is attempting to attain or maintain sobriety through AA. Um, and I love that this is in the uh, pamphlet from, uh, you know, the AA head office intergroup, what is it? GSO, General Service mm-hmm. Office on sponsorship. I just faced a situation with a friend recently who was chastising me for having a sponsee in a different country and sponsoring them on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I Which doing? I have done many times over the past two years. Sponsored people who you're not in the same city with? Absolutely. It's yeah. desperation. How could I ever say no? And and what is it? Sponsorship is carrying the message, one alcoholic to the other alcoholic. I am simply uh, passing on the message and showing them what I've done to get sober. And it's not my way. It's the 12 steps. It's in the mm-hmm. big book. The big book, I always say, is a, a how-to manual for recovery. And the other thing I liked about this little pamphlet on on uh, sponsorship was it talks right in the first paragraph about how um, Bill W was only a few months sober when he carried the message to another 
alcoholic because mm-hmm. oftentimes you'll hear people talk about oh well you know they haven't they've only been in the program three months they can't sponsor somebody it's like uh, false uh, where does it say that yep <laughs> I don't false. Think there's a time limit on this yeah. and so interestingly enough I just went through this with one of my sponsees and uh, I said you're through the 12 steps now you can start sponsoring people Hmm. and the fear came up and the ego came up and it's like what do I have I don't have an ego or pride false like I don't have enough what do I have I'm like you have an experience that someone with one day sobriety doesn't have yep you have the experience of at two months sober you've gone through all 12 steps and you now have a toolkit you can share with them your toolkit Mm -hmm. and you can disclose to them through vulnerability and honesty, um, hey, I'm scared. <laughs> this is my first time. I've never done this before. But I also have my sponsor who mm-hmm. we're going to lean on. We also have the group that we're a part of. We have meetings. We have other people. Yeah. Um, Please don't make it your sponsor all of those things. Good Lord, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. And and what's the, what's the thing that we teach people is like, um, it's not your sponsor, I don't get someone sober. I also don't um, make them drink again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's between them and their higher power and whether or not they're willing to do the work. Yeah. They follow the work. And I can tell you that every single person I know personally um, in this program has had that moment where they couldn't reach their sponsor. And it was maybe the first time where they went, oh shit, I do have another option. It's God. <laughs> That's when, when we have that spiritual awakening, right? It's like, oh yeah, I have another, another toolkit. Yeah. I think at first the sponsor sponsee relationship is all about building trust, uh, learning that we can rely on another human being. Um, like you were talking the other day about a certain amount of dependency is okay, mm-hmm. but not making your sponsor God. Your sponsor is not God. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sponsor is not the only thing in your toolkit. It's one thing. Yep. No human. What's this phrase again? Not no human aid. Oh, there goes the dryer. I hope you don't hear that. Um, is it no human aid? Uh, where human aid failed us? No, it's, oh, I can't remember. My brain is mush right now, but the book talks about like, there's no human solution. It has to come from a higher power. There has to be God involved. You won't do it without that. Let's see if I can find a quick link on the internet is it chapter six what's There's the inter- sentence into action or Probably. how it works no uh, human could have solved our something and you know what americans do a lot they'll go when they're trying to find something like a customer service representative on a phone or a cashier, they'll be like, Oh, let me look that, look up that for you. I thought you were doing the theme to a, a game show. No. Well, I was, I was doing jeopardy. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm not computer savvy. No enough human to know. could have relieved our alcoholism. I think is the exact quote. That's it. It was in there somewhere. It was in your brain. I can't find it yet, but yes, that's the, that's the quote. It, say it again. No human, no human aid. aid could have relieved our alcoholism. All right. I couldn't find it, but yes. That's right. We needed a power greater than ourselves. Again, a sick mind can't heal a sick mind alone. So we need to rely on something else. 
Here it so, is. Funny one. enough, it's an AA agnostica. <laughs> <laughs> no human power could have relieved our alcoholism is the central tenet of classical AA. And then it says, it's why we as non-believers who reject that notion, interesting, so outraged the fundamentalists in our fellowship. Whoa. Okay. That's a topic for another day. Throw down right there, yo. Yeah. I don't, um, we've talked about this before. I, I used to be um, uh, agnostic and um, I heard a great line. I think it was from Earl, Earl H. His sponsor finally said to him, um, you've got to stop blaming God, a God that you don't believe in. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. claimed you claim to not believe in God. And yet you put a lot of blame on that yeah. God that you don't believe in mm-hmm. and you have no faith in. Mm-hmm. I found that. I found that interesting. Very clever. Um, just trying to see if there's anything else here on this. Anyway, that's a great resource and a great link. If you want to know more about sponsorship um, and also a great resource, which I find goes untapped is ask an old timer out for coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, go and like pick a Lenny brain. I was going to say <laughs> Lenny's phone number is 564. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have him back on again soon. For That's sure. A- I want to have like a little series of what would Lenny say? And we'll just tell him like something we heard that's preposterous or something a newcomer said and get his feedback his on it. Feedback on it. That would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we learned so much. I Everything that I've learned, uh, I know that my sponsor learned from an old timer, from somebody that has been in the program for a long time. Yeah. Because um, that's the kind of sponsorship that he had. He wanted people who had been around for a while um, and who'd been doing this for a long time. Um, so I'm just, I feel so blessed. And, uh, but yeah, bottom line is like, look, my, my latest sponsee, two months sober and starting to sponsor someone right away. Why? Because she has something that somebody else wants. Mm-hmm. She has a design for living that someone else has seen in her. Hey, wow, she's only two months sober and she seems happy and she can handle with life's challenges. And we all have them. Um, I have another friend who a great quote is you can't compare suffering. So. I love that. I can't, I do it myself when it's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not like this has happened. It also bought first world problems also bothers me. I understand what it means, but when you're using it to diminish your own suffering or what you're going through someone else's, it makes me red hot angry. On the same note, I do not as a, a type of, there is no guide to sponsorship, right? So um, learn this on my own. Um, I don't sit around and listen to a lot of self-pity or a lot of complaining or a lot of negative talk. I listen to a little bit and I say, that sounds like a difficult situation. How can we get you out of that headspace? What can you do to interrupt that negative feeling? or that self-pity feeling, or what character defects can you tell me are happening right now while you're talking, while you're focusing on this? How would the steps address this problem? What part of the serenity prayer can you apply to this? Like, it's very easy to shift it into a recovery mindset. Mm -hmm. And uh, my my newest sponsee has now co-opted this line because I got it from my sponsor uh, and I use it on any time I have a new sponsee so they know what they're in for. and they might want to pick someone else is uh, I'm not here to sign your, I'm not here to co-sign your bullshit. 
So there are going to be times you're going to come to me and I'm going to tell you exactly what you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the, oh, that's our 20 minute timer. I'm going to tell you the opposite of what you want to hear. And you might think, well, that's not compassionate. That's not very empathetic. Um, but I'm not here to help you sit in your suffering. I'm here to give, hold up a mirror and say, maybe this is the reason why you're struggling right now. Maybe this is the reason why you're in suffering. And that's not to blame you as a victim. It's to help you realize you don't have to be a victim. Yeah. It's to show you your power. Like you ultimately have the power to turn this around. You may not be able to fix whatever the problem is, but you can absolutely shift your mindset and shift your behavior so that you can go through it easier than you are. Well, that is our 20 minute timer. Is there anything else you want to say from that website or do we want to do, uh, do I do, but I think we'll do it on the next one because it's sort of not even related. There's more stuff. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we debunk the debunkers on two sober chicks. (laughs) Don't fuck with our AA. Uh, (laughs) I'm Lisa. And again, we do not speak for AA as an organization. These are just our own, uh, you know, thoughts and feelings. (laughs) which we've taken to our sponsors. quips and antidotes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the only reason our our podcast has an explicit warning is simply because once in a while we drop a swear word. And if you're listening with children in the car, we just wanted you to be mindful that that might happen. And Lisa has a dirty, dirty mind and tricks me with her words into saying things I don't mean. That's what happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's my lesbianic ways, bionic. (laughs) I just trick you. Julie, thanks a lot. I'm so glad we did this together. Me too. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Two sober chicks. Have a good day.